Hey, it's Daniel. We have a mystery guest today. I wonder who it is. It's me, Kate. Oh, it's you, Kate. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. That's okay. This is good chat. So, Kate. Yes, Daniel. Lockdown continues. The saga continues. Yes, it does. Are you good? Are you well? I am well. I can't complain. They've just brought in more restrictions to the lockdown. Just, you know, taking it one day at a time. I'm sick of hearing we're all in this together, but I still like hearing it. Hey, Kate. Yes? We're all in this together. (laughs) Yes, we are. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about the 90s. (gasps) The 90s. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Love it. I'm so excited. Grab your rose-coloured glasses, Kate, and let's take a trip down memory lane. I've got my scrunchie and my bum bag. Oh, my God, bum bags. Right? Straight off the bat. I'm letting all the nostalgic feels run over us. You just dove straight in. Love a good bum bag. Love that. We have so much to say and we don't know where to start. Where do we start? There is so much to cover, so much to digest. We'll just touch on things that influenced our 90s experience. So do you look back fondly? my memory fondly but now as an adult I look back at the 90s and just think hmm things could have been better yeah but the nostalgia of the 90s will always be huge for me what about you yeah well looking back at anything I think you always tend to romanticize it anyway oh of course and I think as well being a kid in the 90s it was wonderful to be a kid in the 90s was the best I think that would have definitely helped Oh, of course. But to be an adult in the 90s, I don't know. It looks sad. It's crazy when you see footage of the 90s and it looks like the early 80s. What was school like in the 90s? Oh, my goodness. I feel like I'm just about to change the topic here, but I feel like school was all about the fads. It was all about the cool gadgets, the cool toys, but not expensive toys. Like the toys that were at like the counter when you left the shop or that were free in a magazine. Yeah. They were all the rage. 1998, yeah. getting my Smash Hits magazine with the inflatable backpack. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And then you had the inflatable furniture in your room. Oh. Yeah. But I do feel like that was definitely more towards the Y2K movement of the early 2000s. It definitely was. Mm-hmm. Things in school growing up, hopscotch, handball. Happy Healthy Harold. Healthy Harold. I wanted to mention Healthy Harold too. Oh, did you? It's so funny, like, telling people who didn't have Happy Healthy Harold, like, oh, your whole class would be taken to this van that would come (laughs) to your school and it would be really dark and there'd be someone there teaching you about drug and health and your body. What? And there was, like, a puppet giraffe. I remember they came to the school, but then I also remember several times going to this place where you'd go and see Healthy Harold there. No, it only ever came to us. Oh, no. I went a few times. I remember one time Harold was the puppet that we know and love. Mm -hmm. And then I remember going and this time there was a robotic Harold and it was terrifying. Oh, oh, no. I only ever had the van. My memory was only ever a woman that ran the class. I never saw a male running the class. And it was the puppet behind the curtain. Yeah. Do you remember the thing and it turned around and it was like a torso of a person? Yeah. And then it like goes inside out and then you can see all its inside? It was plastic, but it was so exciting. I don't think that stuff would fly these days. No, but I still think I've seen the van around. I've seen it at school. So I don't know if it's like the curriculum has changed. Wow. Hey, Kate. Yes? Lunch orders. Oh, 
<gasps> going to the canteen and putting a lunch order in and getting some yummy drummies and a strawberry milk. <laughs> you would have this brown paper bag. You'd write your order on it. You'd put the money in the brown paper bag and then it would turn into lunch. It was like the early days of Uber. The most exciting thing ever. Uh, you ever have pineapple pops and like those really homemade, it was just like pineapple juice frozen. We never had those at school. Oh, they were the best. They were 20 cents. And then they went up to 50 cents and it was anarchy. You would get a lot of bang for your buck in those days. You could buy things for 5 cents. You could buy things for 15 cents, 20 cents, 50 cents. You were splurging. Did you have oval teenies? I remember having them as a kid, but specifically from a chemist for some reason, not from school. Oh, they were a popular item in our canteen. Those in carobs. Like the fake chocolate? Carob chocolate. Yeah, I guess they didn't want to give us real chocolate. Wow. Like from memory, we didn't have like candy. It was always homemade stuff like apricot with coconut around it. Also, the introduction of savings accounts by opening a Dolomites account with Commonwealth Bank. Yes, the Dolomites. Yes, yes, yes. Can I ask you, had you stuck with the Commonwealth Bank because of that program? No. I didn't stick with them because they started charging fees for the account and then there was nothing left in the account. So I ended up just closing it. Oh, because I definitely remember getting like a letter being like, your Dolomites, like you've now gotten to this age group. Here's your key card. Yeah. And I was like, oh, excellent. And I've literally stayed with them forever. Oh. But yeah, I feel like there is a generation of 90s kids that are all with Commonwealth Bank because they started with the Dolomites. Do you think they still do that? I don't know. I hope so. Because I feel like I wish I learned more about banking and stuff in school. I've still got no idea what goes on with finances, tax, all that. Oh, 100%. I know we're talking about the 90s and we're thinking of like primary school because that's what we were in. Yeah. But I definitely think they still do some form of Dolomite. Paint me a word picture of what you were listening to. Um, definitely listening to a lot of cassettes. We had Madonna's Like a Prayer album. We had Mariah Carey's Music Box, Mariah Carey's Merry Christmas album, Daydream. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of good music. It seemed like at the time there were only a handful of top pop artists, Michael, Janet, Madonna, Mariah. We would watch video hits, Rage, and listen to the radio. That was yes, the yes, way yes. that you would find out about new releases. Yeah, recording music off the radio and off like the Rage and video hits. Yeah. Yeah, every Saturday morning and Sunday, that was what I was doing. I remember even recording onto an audio cassette tape by holding it up to the TV to record the song. And do you remember that you would have little tabs on the tapes where you could break them so that way you couldn't record over them? Oh, what? On the bottom of the cassette tapes, like the audio ones, you'd have the little tabs. If you break them, that means when you try and record, it wouldn't work. You couldn't press the button. I had no idea. Yeah, even on the VHS videotapes, you had a little tab. If you broke it off, you wouldn't be able to record over it. But there was a workaround. You could either stuff it with tissue or put sticky tape on top of it to then allow you to re-record over it. The amount of things that got accidentally recorded, the fights that happened in our family... Because someone, like, because we all had a video, like, we all had one VHS. Yeah. And so if you wanted to record, like, a show or music, you could put it on your VHS. But obviously, not everybody was as techie. And sometimes people used the wrong video. Or sometimes an episode of Jack got recorded over and all hell broke loose. Controversial. Very controversial. Speaking of VHS recording, I remember at one point my auntie calling us because we used to regularly buy TV Week magazine and my auntie called us to ask us what the G code was for X-Files because she wanted to record it. Do you remember G codes? No. What is a G code? 
so each program, I guess, would have this particular code that you would put into your VCR and it would automatically set it to record oh, that show. yeah, you could put a timer on to record a channel. Yes, that actually does sound very familiar. It was a bit beyond our household. Yeah. I think we did it maybe once or twice in my life and I, I not to a good success. Wow. I remember even recording the Spice Girls live in Istanbul on VHS. <gasps> oh, I have that as well. At that particular time, our remote control was no longer working, so I would have to get up to press record and pause every time I went to an ad break. Oh, no, I just kept the ads. I treasured that VHS, and I remember once I questioned whether or not I should record over it with the Beavis and Butthead movie. What? And I pressed record. I waited for like a minute, and I was like, no, 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 I can't leave. I can't not have the Spice Girls live in Istanbul. So now you've got... The Spice Girls live in Istanbul, but a minute of Beavis and Butthead. A minute of Beavis and Butthead, the movie. But luckily, luckily they had like a whole pre-show, like yes, them yes. getting ready and like walking up mm-hmm. and like the shots of the crowd. So I didn't miss any of the concert. Yeah. But I can remember the torment that I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Do you know what other video I had, which I loved? Another band music video i had a hansen tulsa to tokyo live from the middle of nowhere it was like the greatest i loved that so much wow Mm -hmm. did you have the spice girls one hour of girl power vhs yes of course i did of course i was obsessed i'm gonna say the mid to late 90s i was obsessed with hansen and boy bands and spice girls i was full into that i was far more into british pop than american pop but Bubblegum pop was like my thing. So progressing on, CDs were a thing as well. Mm. I think they started off kind of in the early 90s, but we didn't have CDs until maybe the late 90s. 96, 97, I feel like was their heyday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I remember a couple of things. The first time going to someone's house and they had a stereo system and it played CDs and they're like, it's this disc that goes in. There was a whole emphasis on it's a laser that plays the music and it's Mm -hmm. so clear. This is mind-blowing. What is this? My mum actually bought my brother and I CDs for Christmas one year. And at that point, the only place we could play them was on the family computer, which had a CD-ROM drive. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I don't want to just sit at the computer and listen to it. I want to be able to listen to it in my room. So we mm-hmm. asked if she could actually exchange them for cassettes, which she did, which sounds so retro. But yeah, it just wasn't That's such a, an old sentence. <laughs> it was, yeah. But we did get a CD player later on and were able to listen to music on the go. I mean, I guess Walkmans, Discmans, you could take your music with you, but it was physical. I loved my Discman. And then my CD wallet, because I could fit 24 CDs in there. And it was a struggle to work out what CD I wanted. Wow. This is going to be a very <laughs> 90s sentence, but I remember listening to Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill on my Walkman in the car ride home because, you know, I wouldn't listen to what was on the radio, what my parents were playing. I had my own music going on. Mm-hmm. You felt so independent. 100%. I can remember listening to Ace of Bay. Did you see the sign? Yeah, I did. It wasn't mine, though. It was my sister's, and I took it off there. Of course you did. Mm-hmm. I can remember in the 90s, my sister went to London with my mom. Just the two of them. They went on a trip. Yep. And when she came back, she had all these cassettes. And you know when someone goes away and they come back with what's in trend? Yes. And they're like, it's like the coolest thing ever. It was rave and trance music. She didn't get into it, but it was just what was huge over in England at the time. And that's what all the people her age were into. 
I can remember hearing trance music and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, this is going to be slightly off topic, but have you ever received a fine from not rewinding your video when you were returning it to the video shop? No. <gasps> you didn't used to get those? Oh, it was like a thing of fear in our household. Kate, it's a common human decency. No, I know, but it would always be like we were kids and we had the date. You have to get them back to not get the late fine. Yeah. So my parents would be like, where is the VHS? Where is it? Because we were not organized. We would just kind of take it out, put it at the top of the TV, oh, piles right. of VHSs. We wanted those like group of kids. Yeah, it sounds like you. <laughs> so then, it, then there would be a rush to find the VHS and just get it back to the shop. So obviously my parents would try and check that we'd rewound it, but oh, the date, and they would just look at us and be like, did you rewind this video? Wow, but remember going to the video store? I loved going to the video store. I loved it so much. It was my Netflix scrolling, just walking up and down looking for movies. I loved it. It was an event. I mean, you could spend hours in there. Yes. I remember going, usually Friday night was the night that people went and got movies. And it was like a whole thing when you went there. There were always people from school, um, people that you knew. I love the stale popcorn they used to sell at Civic Video. (gasps) We were never allowed to buy candy from the video shop. That's probably a good rule because you could get it cheaper at Franklin's or Jewel. Jewel? Have you never been to a Jewel store? I've never been to a Jewel store. There was one near my grandmother's house. Did you get Foolish Games there? That was terrible, Kate. Let's move on, please. How dare you? But yeah, I love the video show. I can remember my brother thinking when he was in high school, like early high school, he was trying to put a business plan together to open a blockbuster video. Wow. That was something he was genuinely thinking of. Luckily, he didn't. (laughs) So lucky. Did you have any videos that you constantly used to check out? No, I don't think there is one that we would constantly rent. Um, we would record movies and things off TV as well. Yeah. Probably my favorite childhood movie, possibly favorite movie of all time, has to be Don't Tell Mum the Babysitter's Dead. Such a good movie. We had these red colored VHS tapes and they had Looney Tunes cartoons on them. Mm. And obviously they only have a certain running time. So we recorded Don't Tell Mum the Babysitter's Dead over these two separate red colored VHSs, very 90s. And we would watch that over and over. That's really cool. I feel like 90s kids films were far more loosey-goosey with the content. Like a 90s film for families was far more adult than what a 2000s and present day family film is for children. I feel like they were almost catering to like a 13-year-old market. Now it is like an eight-year-old market. So Kate, what movie did you rent out constantly? I rented The Sandlot Kids. Sometimes it's called Sandlot, sometimes The Sandlot Kids. It was my favorite movie. I've never heard of that. Oh my goodness. It is so good. I even watched it last week and it still holds up. It is a fantastic movie. It is a children's movie about a group of kids playing baseball. I think it's set in like the 50s or 60s, but it came out in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, chef kiss. I love it. I love it so much. You could probably watch it now and be like, "Mm, this is problematic. I don't even care. I love it. I'll have to check it out. But you're right, because watching Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, as I have been throughout my entire life, I started to notice certain things that you just miss as a kid. Well, that whole movie, the whole storyline is that babysitter died. It wasn't like a whoops a daisy she fell down the stairs. Like it was there were mature themes running through that. Yeah. And with Sandlot kids, they like stole chewing tobacco, went onto like a Ferris wheel because they thought they were like big shots because they won a game and they threw up everywhere. Stuff like that just would not fly. Wow, they are so bad. 
<laughs> They're the worst. Whereas now, any family movie is so junior and so tightened on what they're willing to show children. Yeah, especially Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cassettes, though, yes. those were the days where, you know, you would have to wait for your favorite song to come to the radio to record it. And you couldn't just skip things. You, you, I mean, you could forward them, obviously, but it was a whole drama. Things weren't so accessible to us as they are now. We would have to work for it, I feel like. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Speaking of working for it, landline phones. Oh, my goodness. If you wanted to ring someone, you'd have to call their home phone. Most likely speak to their parents. Yes, and you'd have to have like a conversation. Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Whoever. This is Kate calling. Is Daniel there? Oh, I'm good. Mum's good. (laughs) And you have to wait and have this like little chit-chat dying inside. I would always hate doing that. I don't know anyone with a landline. and Even my parents don't have a landline. No, and everyone is directly contactable now. Everyone's got their own phone, their own devices. But I just, I would hate that. You know, it's created like a lot of anxiety being able to be contacted at any point of the day. I found more anxiety though with the having to call someone's house first just before speaking to them. And also when someone calls the home phone, it could be anyone. I feel like it was always a family member. Like it was always an auntie calling. Always. (laughs) I can remember our landline. It was in a communal area of the kitchen and the TV room. If you wanted to talk to a friend or a boy, you had to like stretch the cord out, sit on like the other side of the room and like close the sliding door and have it fully stretched out so you could have some form of privacy on the phone. Wow. And then do you remember the internet where you'd have to do the dial up and if someone picked up the phone, it would cut out the internet and you'd always be like, get off the phone. struggle yeah like you said the phone was in like a communal area and you couldn't really leave the vicinity of the phone that was until cordless phones came in and it was so Mm. amazing wow you can make a sandwich in the kitchen while you're on the phone you don't have to stay in one spot wow (laughs) what the quality was quite shocking though i found them quite crackly and fuzzy i do love a retro phone like i love an old-fashioned like 1960s rotary phone yeah i remember my grandmother having one of those phones you would have to turn the dial for each number it was horrific slow then they introduced the touch tone which i think we all grew up with where you could just push the buttons life was simple do you know so many people didn't know you know how they used to say press the pound key which is now the hashtag yeah yeah a lot of people still don't know what the pound key is it sounds very american though it still comes up on some automated messages yeah now i think they more say press hash hash brown so something that doesn't really happen anymore I mean, still does happen, but not in the capacity that it used to. But do you remember playing outside as a kid? Yeah. I felt like it was all day, every day. You spent the majority of your time outside in the street with other kids. Yeah, I definitely think the 90s was the last of the latchkey kids. Like the kids whose parents were either you kind of went home and your parents sometimes weren't there or one parent was there and you just kind of played with neighborhood kids. If you had siblings, you played on the street. I had a friend across the road, two houses down. My brother had a friend three houses down and we would all just play on the street. 
no supervision. I do definitely think maybe the decades before that it was a lot more loose and carefree, whereas in the 90s, mm-hmm. the whole stranger danger thing started. So people were yes. more, I think, wary as well. So they probably would have like a cutoff for their kids by a certain time to be home. You were still allowed to do that, but it was a little more tighter. Definitely. My feeling is I think the rise of the internet made people more aware of what was actually going on. Yeah. And then that's when restrictions start. Because my feeling is I think the 90s was the last kind of like carefree-ishness. Definitely. And then I think it became really conservative and everything tightened right up to go into the 2000s. Oh, 100%. I agree. Can we take a second to speak about the internet? Second? Oh, we can take a moment to talk about the internet. <laughs> Spend a few hours. We got our first home computer in 1994. And at that point, we didn't have the internet. It wasn't really a thing. First of all, encyclopedias had now gone on to you know, CD-ROMs. Uh, CD-ROM Britannica or whatever it was called. Encarta 95. Yes. We had Encarta 95. Yes. And that's what you could use. And it was sort of like the internet because I remember looking up Madonna and there was a picture of her from the girly show and had a little you know blurb about her or whatever and you could look things up on this cd-rom and it was so exciting the extent of what you could do on the computer was you'd spend your time playing solitaire playing minesweeper drawing in microsoft paint because there wasn't much else you could really do online so you, mm-hmm. would, you were limited to either if you had a cd-rom or whatever programs you had installed on your computer exactly yeah oh my goodness old school I remember book club in the 90s in primary school and then through book club I got a CD-ROM of you remember the little TV show with the dog and it was all that history and his name was Wishbone no okay well I got a Wishbone CD-ROM and it was a game about ancient history it failed and there was a huge error in it and you couldn't get past the river sticks and like get to Hades but whatever I still remember I remember that hashtag never forget never (laughs) I can remember the first time my brother and sister and I were using the internet and we spent three and a half hours or four hours downloading a video file yeah and we thought it was a whole episode of the simpsons we thought this was the coolest thing it was like a half a second clip of like the treehouse of horror where bart sits up and screams that was it and it kept cutting out because the phone would get picked up we'd lose our mind and then eventually finally downloaded and we thought we were going to get a whole episode and we were like how wrong we were yeah the internet changed everything because obviously it started off with dial-up so at the start we didn't have it at home so we would go to this store which you could pay to use the internet for like half an hour or whatever it was and we would go on to Spice Girls chat rooms and that's how oh we would goodness. use the internet and then when you finally got it at home like you mentioned the dial up so you would have to dial in making all these weird sounds and you can't use your landline phone you had one computer in the house and it was in a common area and like you said if someone picks up the phone then you're out you kicked out game over so yeah that was also another whole drama too and because you would have the one machine if there was more than one kid you would have to divide up the time or have turns mm-hmm. where you could be on and it was quite slow like you mentioned the simpsons video downloading mp3s at one point i remember it took upwards of an hour just to get one song mm-hmm. and even if it was the whole song or a clip you know you never really knew until it finished those were the days kate they were the day i know everything you say sounds so old speak for yourself kate <laughs> Also growing up, the culture, the sayings. Yes. What are some things that you remember from the 90s? Whatever 
whatever that was huge with the W in the fingers, the two L's. Yeah. Whatever. It was totally Bally from like Clueless. Whatever. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Your mama jokes were a thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever remember North, East, Southwest by remembering never eat soggy wheat bix? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my, can I tell you what I mean? My memory of the 90s, this isn't a visual, I'm going to try and talk you through this. It is an image. Okay. Do you remember, it is a way that people would draw the letter S and it would have the three strokes and then you'd kind of connect the center things into a little chain, like it was a S. Does this make sense to you? I know exactly what you were talking about. My brother's name starts with S, so everything was that S everywhere. Everybody did it because it was such a cool picture to draw. It was so easy. But to me, that was very 90s. It's very 90s. I wonder if anyone ever got that as a tattoo. I hope so. (laughs) I'm so glad that you knew you followed my journey there because if you did not know what I was saying, that would have fallen flat. So I'm glad. I was 100% on board. Not only that, what about the fashion of the 90s? I feel like you have a lot to say about the fashion. I mean, I just want to mention, shout out to Hypercolor. That was definitely a moment in the 90s. Totally. Well, I was more thinking about like the hairstyles because like I know the 80s was big hair, but I remember the 90s being like the Rachel from Friends was the biggest hairstyle. Can I tell you, there are two hairstyles as to what people think the Rachel is. I always thought the Rachel was like when she straightened her hair and it was a sleek shoulder length bob in like later seasons of Friends. But apparently it's not. Apparently it was like early season one and it's all fluffy and curled. So isn't that crazy? There's a hairstyle that everybody knows as the Rachel, but to different people, they think of a different Jennifer Aniston hairstyle. That's fair enough. But either way, it was a Rachel Jennifer Aniston hairstyle and it became a thing. Exactly. And it was all the rage. Yeah. The impact. And the boy band, the classic bowl cut. Oh, God. Do you remember the bowl cut? The bowl cut was like, why do you hate your kids? (laughs) I remember any boy that had soft, Shaggy hair, they had a bowl cut in primary school. And the undercut, the undercut with a bowl cut, that was a bad boy. Tragic. And then the rise of frosted tips. Oh, yes. I feel like the frosting really started in the early 90s and then took off in the early 2000s. But like everything was frosted. The pastel makeup, pastel lip gloss, pastel everything. Men had frosted bikey hair. Yeah, leading into the early 2000s. It really triggers then the Y2K. Yeah. But then you had like grunge fashion. Yes. You had the rise of the Seattle riot girl movement, that feminist movement. So you had all like the punky stuff, that Seattle grunge look. But then you had that Britpop, which was, I feel like the British style was, you could always tell a British band to an American band. Yeah. I feel like the British pop bands had more, I don't know, just I, I always liked their look better. Was it more like street style with the unkempt hair? Yeah, definitely. Whereas I feel like American always seemed a little bit more manufactured. Fair enough. And then, of course, you had like the Fly B-Girl movement, which I love, like TLC, the o- denim was huge, the overalls. Mm. Oh, I loved that. I remember the denim, Bewitched, double denim, triple denim. Yeah, I love Bewitched. Yeah. Say lovey. Roller coaster. Oh my gosh. This is sorry, way back when, talking about fads. Yeah. Do you remember Magic Eye Books? 
Yes, I could do them. Could you? Yes, me too. I thought it was really easy. I would just look at it and go cross-eyed and then let my eyes relax. Yes. Was, and nobody could do that. Exactly. And a lot of people just did not understand that concept, but there was a very big magic eye book craze. Yes. Mm. What about like Tazos? <gasps> Pogs and Tazos, yes. They were huge. What was the point of the game? You would pile them up? You would pile them up and the aim was to get them to flip over and if they did, then you win them both. Uh, I collected them like a fiend. Yeah. I don't think I ever played. I didn't. I, I never knew what the game was. I, thought, I always thought you just stacked them up, threw the pog down and whatever didn't fall off the pile, the other person could keep. Well, that's probably just different ways to play. I loved the trend of collecting them, but I never really played it. Well, speaking of fads, I mean, slap bands. They were the greatest. They were so good. They were so cool. They're just these like bands that had a design on them. And I guess the inside was flexible metal. Do you know what? Someone opened them. It was on a TikTok that someone found a bunch of their old slap bands. And when they opened it, it was just a tape measure. That's all they used. Oh, that makes perfect sense because it was rigid. And then when you'd slap it on your wrist, it would curl around your arm. And that makes perfect sense. So that's what a lot of them were made with. I had no idea. Me neither. Mind blown. Well, another thing, I mean, I'm sure this came before the 90s as well, but it was a huge thing. It made a comeback in the 90s where you'd play marbles. (gasps) Yeah, they got banned at our school. Oh, wow. Marbles, not allowed. But they did make a huge resurgence in the 90s. Well, speaking of band, Tamagotchis were huge. Yes, 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 yes. I love Tamagotchi. There are people out there who still have their old Tamagotchi. They still make them. They do. That's what my nephew wants for his birthday this year. Wow. I know. I was like, yes, I can get you a Tamagotchi. (laughs) And then you get one for yourself as well. I feel like the 90s was the first time I'd ever seen anime before as well. Yes, in the mornings before school. Mm, Sailor Moon. Agro's Cartoon Connection, Cheese TV. <gasps> Were you more of an yeah. Agro's Cartoon Connection girl or a Cheese TV kind of girl? Bro, I was Agro's and Saturday Morning Disney. Channel 7 yeah. and ABC was my jam. But I liked Sailor Moon, so I would sometimes watch Cheese TV for that. Oh, those were the days. I feel like Cheese TV, that's where the anime was. That's yes, where, yes. like, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, yeah. that was all on Cheese TV. I can still sing the entire Sailor Moon song. I challenge you to a duel. Fighting evil by moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> I had a huge crush on Tuxedo Mask. He was beautiful. I had a crush on Luna the cat. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Interesting choice. Witchy stuff was very big in the 90s. She had like Sabrina and the craft, Catwoman. I know she's not witchy, but she counts. Sure. Well, my aesthetic now as an adult, I can see how it was shaped in the 90s. I go, mm, mm, I, I see what I like. Well, even just growing up watching, you know, kids shows, game shows, amazing. Remember Amazing? <gasps> amazing was the greatest show ever. I always yeah. wanted to go onto it. I didn't want to go on and compete. I just wanted to go and run around the set. Fair enough. So it was this game show for kids and there'd be schools versing each other. And the first game would be this giant keyboard where they'd have a word. I think they'd, I don't know if they'd have to guess the word and spell it. They had to guess the word and then spell it. However long it took them to guess and spell it came off how long their time in the maze was. Oh, right. Because then there was a maze and they'd have to find keys and they'd have to find letters, right? Yeah. Because they had to find the letters of the word that they had spelt out. Yeah. But the second challenge 
was just playing a lap of Mario Kart. They played Super Nintendo and they'd play things like Donkey Kong, Tetris even. It was interesting. And then whoever won the video game, if they had the point, would go to the final round where they would then find the keys. And there was always a key behind the cactus. There was always one in the car. There's always one in one of those three penguins. I forgot about the penguins. The keys everywhere. Not recently, but I have watched episodes on YouTube of it. Well, speaking of, I remember even watching things when I was younger, Sesame Street, Play School. I remember watching Rugrats and eating Sun Chips. And then you'd also watch Ferals. <gasps> the Ferals are my jam. I loved the Ferals. The Rattus the Rat, Medigliana the Cat, and then... Mixie. Mixie and Darren the Dog. Oh, I loved them. Yes. Classics. Round the Twist. Spellbinder. Yes. I feel like the 90s, ABC. From like three o'clock to five thirty yeah. was just the creme de la creme of television. Obviously, The Simpsons was huge in the nineties. Huge, yeah. yeah. I want to ask you a question: Did you have a Nintendo sixty four? I didn't know that was a console we didn't have. We did have a Super Nintendo though before that. Oh, I love the Super Nintendo. Did the Super Nintendo have that game Alex the Kid? It was like a built-in game. That would have been on the Sega console. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we were a big console family. But none of us were really gamers. Same. I don't really play much games these days. But growing up, we had an Atari which had a built-in game called Asteroid terrible game. On the Atari, we used to play Frogger, River Raid. Did you play any of those games? They're like arcade games. They are. And our next console was the Super Nintendo and we had Mario Mm All-Stars and we had Mortal Kombat. Oh, great game. What consoles did you have? We had the Sega Mega Drive. Um, I feel like we had the Super Nintendo But the big thing in our family was when we got the Nintendo 64. That was like game changing. The best game we had on it was James Bond Goldeneye. I could only progress to about level four, but I sat with my brother and I watched him play. And I'm like, can I play? Can I play? (laughs) No. Occasionally we do. I've had a lot of Nintendo games. Banjo-Kazooie was one. I think Zelda. Like I can remember going on family holidays and him taking the entire Nintendo 64 console. Of course he did. (laughs) What about other gadgets and things like electronic diaries were a thing in the 90s? I always wanted a pocket locker, always. I got a pocket locker one time and then my brother got just the regular book kind of organizer and then I wanted one of those. Isn't that the way? I always wanted a diary with a lock on it and then I'd get it and I would have nothing to write in it. You don't want to ruin the pages. <laughs> yes. That, this is something that has still existed to my adult life. I love to buy a beautiful book with beautiful pages. I love like a leather-bound book to write my notes in and then I'm like, I can't. I, my handwriting is not nice enough for this book yeah. and it will just look messy and I just can't commit to writing in it because I don't want to ruin the aesthetic of the book. I get that. Uh, I'm not someone who writes journal entries, so I'm just like, I romanticize it and I would Mm. love to be, and I buy the book and I'm like, oh, I'm going to write my thoughts out and then I never do. But that was always a big trope in 90s movies, like Dear Diary. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I want one, I'd start to write in it and then it will just trail off and I just would never use it again. And then that's the 
worse because then you've got two pages of writing that don't go anywhere and then you can never use the book because you've kind of like ruined it. Okay, we're going to discuss this off air. We'll table this. <laughs> yeah, we'll table this off air. Um, remember those ads in the 90s? You'd have the slip, slop, slap, which they brought that back in recent yeah, years. Yeah, a good PSA. Yeah, for being sun smart, wearing a hat, sunscreen. Do you remember Dougie? The pizza boy, yes. Yeah, the pizza boy. I, that's the thing, I didn't want to even say the pizza boy because I wanted to know if you knew it just from the name. Of course. He was huge. He was actually the brother of one of the girls in Girlfriend, the girl group. No way. Yeah. There you go. The more you know. I mean, I'm just going to say this and I expect you to know exactly what I'm talking about. One three double O six triple five O six. Do you know what those numbers mean? Isn't it the illiteracy? It's a reading writing hotline. We almost have to sing the number though, don't we? You do. You do. What about um, 13, 30, 32? Oh, God. <laughs> Can I tell you what I love? Yeah. I love a regional ad. I used to love going on holidays and then being able to see channels. Well, they were the same channel, the same shows, all the ads were for regional Australia. Mm. Oh, I love a good regional ad. There's a charm about them. So instead of Channel 7, you'd have Prime. And then instead of none, you have Wind. There were these two fantastic commercials. One was about... Funland in Ulladulla and it was just go fun in Ulladulla fun in Ulladulla like that's all I remember <laughs> and then the ice creamery Kayama banging hits love those ads why did those places seem like very 90s holiday destinations I remember going to Kayama in the 90s I think because they're just a drive away from Sydney yeah like they're not that far like they're only a few hours south and it was an easy drive fair enough I spent a lot of the 90s in Ulladulla and Bateman's Bay. Speaking of, I remember being in Kayama one time and there was this girl who had curly hair. And so me and my siblings would refer to this girl as Curly Sue, which is also very 90s. Okay, so sorry. You know the movie Curly Sue? Yeah. I loved that movie. I only recently looked up the plot of what that was. It's insane. He's just a drifter and a con man and she's a homeless girl and they kind of make cons on people and then like a rich wealthy woman finds her and is like, I can offer this person a life. But then he's like, no, I need to keep and protect her. She's like, you're a stranger. Like, who are you? Wow. And then she falls in love with the man and then they get together and then they adopt Curly Sue. I always thought it was a dad. It's not her dad. He's a stranger. He just found her. I probably watched it once as a kid, so I have no recollection of what the plot was, but that is insane. Well, what I thought the plot was yeah. and then what the plot turned out to be, which, and again, another instance where in the 90s, that was an okay storyline and it does not hold up today. 100%, yeah, for a kid's movie. Yeah. I wanted to mention the music of the 90s, yeah. which is not pop music, it's dance. Music. So it's what the adults were listening to in the 90s. La Bouche, yes. like, This Is Your Night, you know that song, like, What Is Love? Yeah. Those hits of the 90s, oh, I can't imagine being at a nightclub and those were the big hits playing, but they were. That's what was in for adults at bars. Whenever there's music that you listen to from a certain era, I always wonder what was it like at the time where this was the latest, this was playing everywhere, this was the current music. Yeah, the Coco Jumbo. I feel like what was huge was Euro Trash. Yeah. I love it, don't get me wrong, but that was just the genre. It was like Euro Trash, almost like a very fe- a dance beat with a feminine voice. Yeah. 
um, and then like a heavy, it wasn't rap, but it was very clear, like a black man's voice coming in for like the second half. That was really popular. So that happened a lot. If we're talking about Euro trash music in the 90s, we have to mention the Macarena. Oh my goodness, that's on my list. That was everywhere. I still love the Macarena. You couldn't go to a wedding or a birthday or something without that song coming on. Mm, we love a dance. Dance track is always good. I tell you what's crazy. What is crazy, Kate? You know the dance that you do with the hand, hand, put the hand? Yeah. What they do in the film clip is different to the dance that you do. Theirs is far slower. It was like hand out, hand out, then the hand went to the back of the head. But when you do the dance in like a school disco, it was like the hand goes out, the hand flips upside down, the hand goes to the shoulder, the hand goes to the head. It was a far more step-orientated dance. There were different versions. I think at least two different artists released the song and both of their videos had different dances. The Los Del Rio Macarena dance was the far more simple one. Oh, I only knew the easy one. Yeah. Because I thought it was their song that they released and it didn't get really popular. So then they put the dance track behind it because it was like an older song. So when you hear the original Macarena, it's not like to the tune that we know it today. And then they re-released it with the... I watched the 90s video before coming into this, so... You got in the mood. I got in the groove. The 90s were definitely something. They were. You had to be there. It's funny how romanticized the 90s are now. You're always going to romanticize it. Of course. And we've mentioned the whole Y2K thing and leading into that. In the 90s, the expectations of the future, say 2000 onwards, there was even a TV show called Beyond 2000. We had this whole expectation of everything was going to be so futuristic, you know, hoverboards and, mm. and all of that kind of stuff. Yes, we have progressed culturally, technologically. A lot has changed. A lot of things have advanced, but it's not to the point that I think we expected. Totally. Even just the blow up furniture, the frosty eyeshadow, the frosted tips, all of those things, that was our expectation of the future. Yeah. Do you remember when robot pets were really popular? Those toy robot dogs. Yeah, they weren't like sophisticated. I'm going to say the film clip with Poison and it was the one that Kate had. Oh, yeah, Spado. Yes, Bardo. You know that stupid little dog that she had? I thought there was going to be a lot more of that in the future. Well, I guess we're still waiting for that. <laughs> right. I feel like the 90s, with the rise of the internet and everything, the early 2000s became so conservative and so tightened. I think there was a bit of, we got a little bit of freedom in the 90s, the 80s and 90s, and then all of that tightened right up with the early 2000s. And we've been trying to claw our way back. Yeah. But we're not talking about the early 2000s. (laughs) Definitely not. We mentioned how, you know, looking back, obviously we do romanticize things. I want to ask you, Kate, would you go back? Redo the 90s as I did or go back as myself now? I'm going to say go back as yourself now. No. I don't think I would either. I think there's been far too much progress to ever go back as an adult. Yeah. But for me, being a child in the 90s, you had so much catered to you. Television, everything to do with TV, movies was all family orientated. I feel like being a kid in the 90s was the best. Remember Wonderland? (laughs) I miss Wonderland. Right? Me too. Yeah. There's like a junkyard slash like antique store in Blacktown or like in the outskirts of Blacktown and they took all the memorabilia and stuff. So there's all signs and postage stuff from Wonderland. Wow. 
Yeah, it's so good. We had Wanda passes, so we would go like every other weekend. And the main reason is we wanted to go and have the nachos from the old El Paso stand. There was an old El Paso stand? Yeah. That's epic. I didn't know that. I think it was in the area where you would be heading towards where the river rampage was. Oh, do you know what I, my whole life, all I've ever wanted what? was to go to Wonderland and get in one of those old timey photos. I always thought it was so cool. I don't want it now. Yeah. But as a kid, I think the idea of dressing up and having like an old fashioned photo was so cool. The main thing about Wonderland was obviously the rides. I love roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Me too. I miss going on the Bush Beast, the Beastie, the Demon. Hanna-Barbera land was my, I love that area. I wouldn't really spend much time there in Hanna-Barbera land because the rides were more catered towards younger kids, I think. They definitely were, but I still love Scooby-Doo. Fair enough. Not trying to be controversial, Kate. You are trying to be controversial. Oh, 100%. But we are about to experience the return of of Whip Crack. (gasps) Yes. But with a 90s twist. Totally. But before we get into that, here's a word from our sponsor. Tired of playing solitaire? Read every article on your encyclopedia CD-ROM? Introducing Good Chat Internet. Sign up now for just $89.95 per month and get a whopping 50 megabytes each month. The first 100 callers will get a state-of-the-art technology 56K modem that will connect you to the World Wide Web. Look up recipes, chat to people on the other side of the world, or log on to the Dancing Baby website. Don't waste pen and paper writing letters, send emails instead. Dear neighbour, I need some sugar. Please bring me some. Now I'll just wait for a reply. Good chat internet. What are you waiting for? Call 0055 connect. That's 0055 connect. Motor may be slow. No dancing babies were harmed in the making of this commercial. Hey Kate. Yeah. Are you ready for the return of whip crack? Yes I am. Let's just get straight into it. If you were a hypercolor shirt, what colors would you be? Purple and white. LCMs or Dunkaroos? Dunkaroos. Benita Collings or Noni Hazelhurst? Oh, Benita or Noni, I can't pick them both. Both of them, I can't, I can't, I can't pick. Burgerings or Tasty Tubes? Burgerings. Paul Jennings or Morris Glitzman? Paul Jennings. How would you describe your facial? I don't understand the question. Earth, fire, wind, water, heart. By their powers combined, are you Captain Planet? Yes! Without my powers combined, I am Captain Planet. We're planeteers. You could be one too. Saving our planet is the thing to do. Looting and polluting is not the way. You are Captain Planet. have to say, the power is yours. Well done. That is the conclusion of Whipcrack. And you passed. Thank you. Well, Kate, we took a trip back to the 90s and we're back. Loved it. Are you unharmed, unscathed? It was a whirlwind, but I loved every minute of it. Did you trip over in your driveway and graze your arms? Not this time, (laughs) but I've done it before. Wow. So we've come so far. We had cassette tapes, video cassettes. Now we can listen to and watch whatever we want when we want it. We are so spoiled for choice. I know. We're so spoiled. Let's just take comfort in the fact 
fact that we can just contact each other directly and not have to go through the parents first. Yes. Oh, that's one of the biggest takeaways. And, and being able to message someone instead of calling them is also a good takeaway. Oh, definitely. You don't have to talk to each other. Exactly. And I think even just the fashions and hairstyles and things now that are deemed to be normal or current, we will look back on the future and we will laugh. Of course. <laughs> yep, just like that. Why did you talk to me? <laughs> I say let's bring back some of the 90s fads, some of the charm from the 90s. Whatever, talk to the hands, please. Once we come out of lockdown, yeah. I'll meet you on the streets. Bring your pog, bring your Tamagotchi and your marbles. I'll bring the slap bands and we'll yep. have a great time. Yes, 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 yes. Bring them Pokemon cards. Yes, and we'll definitely play some hopscotch. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the future, Kate and everything that we're going to look back on one day. Definitely. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to stretch this phone cord and I'm going to go and close the sliding door because I'm going to go have a private conversation. <laughs> Love it. Enjoy. I hope you have a wonderful afternoon. I hope you do too. And thank you for joining me again on Good Chat. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Good chat. Great chat. Whatever. Totally. Get out of my facial. Bye.